Hello, this is Bordy Zukov, and you're listening to Live and in Color with Wolfie D. Hey, this is Jimmy Street, host of the Live and in Color with Wolfie D podcast. Hear the life and times of professional wrestler Wolfie D. From his time in the territories with PG-13, to his time in WWE, ECW, WCW, TNA, and more. Nothing is off limits, and nothing will be held back. Thanks again for tuning in. Here he is, Wolfie D. All right, guys, welcome, welcome, welcome. This is our Thanksgiving edition of Live and in Color of Wolfie D. And I got my man, Jimmy, across the gobble gobble street. What are you doing, man? Duh. <laughs> Duh? You're doing Duh. Nit. <laughs> oh, you're speaking Russian. I get it. Nostrovia. <laughs> <laughs> well, do they celebrate Thanksgiving in Russia? I doubt it. We cannot afford turkey. We yeah. eat very small pheasant. The, the pilgrims didn't come there in either. In Mother Russia. We, <laughs> the great uh, commandant <laughs> Putin, he gives us small pheasant for uh-huh. entire family. Yes, uh-huh. very nice man. Very anyway. nice. Yeah, I lost it. Sorry. It's not a yeah. bad uh, Russian accent. <laughs> it's not just bad. like moose and squirrel, you know? <laughs> yes. Rocky <laughs> Fulfinkle. Oh, man. Yeah, got but dude, fun. we got a cool show today, man. We got Boris Zukov on the show. Yeah. Yes. I mean, so, anyway, I'm, I'm very interested because I don't know Boris. I've never I know. met Boris. And this is one of those ones that, uh, you know, uh, most of the, the people we bring on, I've had interaction with. Boris, I have not. So I'm looking forward to this and finding out more about Mr. Zukov. Yes, yes, Mr. Zukov. That's what we'll call him. Premier Putin brings you many tidings. Yeah, that, no, but seriously. So I've known Boris just a little bit, just a small mm-hmm. fraction of a bit. Guy that got me in the biz, Ken Steele, he knew him. He was trained by him and anyway he was out there and that was one of the first matches i ever got to see boris wrestle was kenny and long story short i was just about to quickly do something here put you over real quick 122 episodes Mm -hmm. and 121 of them you've booked the guest (laughs) (laughs) yeah for one take the book for a while i'm I'm taking the book over oh my god (laughs) quickly veer to the left kids yeah this is yeah we're about to go out of business (laughs) we're about to go out of business (laughs) we're about to fold buddy no kidding (laughs) hey in, in all seriousness what are you doing for thanksgiving Man, I don't know. We're going to go to see family in Virginia, I think. Just kind of yeah. hang out, be kind of cool. I, I get my son for Christmas this year, so I get we we do back and forth. I'll get him for Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, you're good. No, I just we do back and forth on the holidays, and so long story short, I'm uh, I'm getting Christmas, so I don't really care what we do this year. I don't have my son, man, so you know it is. Thanksgiving, you know the the family. Uh, what do you say? The family model of today is yes. what it used to be. We know this, and it's just not the same anymore, man. You know, it isn't. No, you're right. Really not, <laughs> dude. We could go to my granny's house and have thirty people in that room, and now it's like maybe twelve. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, yeah. and I'm not considering like you know deaths and stuff like that, but I'm talking about just like people just don't really get around each other anymore, man. They, you know. It's 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 definitely something that I feel like my dad and his brother and sisters try to keep a going, yeah. but it just doesn't really feel the same to me, and I, and I'm sure it doesn't feel the same to you for sure, you know, because no, it's not. just it's just not 
But I, hey, I love the food. I am a Thanksgiving fan, you know. But I enjoy the food. Yeah, but, but, but asked me the other day because I guess we're going to go to her mom's uh, and everything, her parents, and uh, she's like, "Do you have a dish for Thanksgiving that you cook?" I said, "I ain't never cooked Thanksgiving in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I can cook, but right. I don't uh, do Thanksgiving. I've never had to, you know." Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Go somewhere, somewhere else, you know. Yeah, of course. But what is, uh, where's, the, where's rate, the best? Everybody, huh? Where is the best Thanksgiving meal you've ever had? Where, where would you say? Is that your mom? Was it your? because uh, we always went to my grandma's. Okay, okay. And then after that, it seemed like you know I was all uh, you know in a relationship or something. So yeah. probably their parents, you know. Uh, sure, sure. But yeah, I mean, I just remember. You know, I think everybody does. You know, you anybody that's my age remembers grandma. And, you know, exactly. That that's I what I was going to say. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Grandma's food. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, man, the dressing ain't been the same or the stuffing or whatever you call it in your part of the yeah. world. The only what thing they- that has improved, I will say, is the, uh, the introduction of the fr- uh, fried turkey. Yeah, dude. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> because, honestly, back in the day, I liked the dark meat. Wink, wink. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I did not. The, the white meat was so dry and everything, man. But now right. with these fried turkeys, it's all good. It is all good. You're right. It is. And the but, turducken. I've never had the turducken, but that's a uh, thing. Now. I haven't either, but I would try that. I mean, I, yeah, it's, for sure. tur- it's a turkey chicken duck deal. Come on, man. Yeah, Give it man. to me. Anybody out there makes us a turducken, you will be <laughs> listener of the month, and we will bring you on for an episode. So send right us on. that turducken. Turducken. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, before we get to Boris real quick, I've got to do a little plug. Uh, I, got, I got a show coming up. Uh, not wrestling. Oh, dude, I was going to say. Not wrestling, but I will be at a meet and greet at the beginning of uh, a show, Brandenburg, Kentucky. On December the second, it's it's a uh, memorial show for Vic the Bruiser's mother. So very cool that I can do that for him. I love it. Yeah. I think yeah. Flash is going to be there, awesome. uh, and a bunch of other folks. Uh, but like I said, Brandenburg, Kentucky, December the second. It is uh, a combination show, actually. USWF and TCW uh, at the Farm Bureau Community Building. Uh, okay. Brandenburg, Kentucky, 874 Hillcrest Drive. And uh, like I said, it should be a good show, man. I hope to see a lot of the people from Louisville. It's just south of Louisville is where it's at. So okay, I hope okay. to see some of my folks from Louisville and Elizabethtown and that area. Uh, hope y'all come on out and uh, support Vic and support me, by God. <laughs> yeah. Hey, dude, I mean, it's going to get rarer and rarer as an opportunity to, to say, for you to see. I was to say, I have officially become a rare appearance. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that's, so that's where I'm at. <laughs> add that in with you and flash together too. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. come on, you know, yeah. if you want a, uh, if you want a disciples of the new church picture with flash and Wolfie yeah. D together, okay. slash and Cobain, whatever, you know, that's cool, man, dude, I w- I'm going to have to come out that way. I know it's a long haul, but heck man, that's <laughs> awesome, dude. Yeah. Very the fly, cool. homie. <laughs> yeah. I'm a fly. But yeah. Man. So, uh, with that, I got quite a few phone numbers here if anybody wants to get in touch with some of these folks. It's Terry England, Jimmy Walls, Brandon Wilson, uh, Crystal Bringman, and Vic the Bruiser. So these numbers, I'm going to throw these out real quick. 
you got 502 381 7422 270 681 8976 2 more <laughs> 859 749 5022 and then I'll come out at intermission and uh, sign some more, shake some hands, kiss babies, or maybe shake some babies and kiss some hands. I don't know. Yeah, we just can't say at this point, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, buddy. Well, let's get your boy Boris, Mr. Zukov, on here and uh, have a good show. And uh, again, uh, hope everybody has a good Thanksgiving, and I hope you enjoyed this show today. Yes, we'll be right back. After these messages. Hey folks, to get your official Live It in Color with Wolfie D merchandise, go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Live Wolfie D. Check it out. If you're listening to Live It in Color with Wolfie D on Apple Podcast and like what you're hearing, go ahead and leave a five-star rating. And while you're at it, write a review. Tell us what you liked. Tell us what you'd like to hear in the future. It's very important to us and always appreciated. Thanks again. All right, folks, we're back. And as promised, man, we've got a cool guest today. And it's our first time in uh, dealing with somebody overseas. We've actually contacted Moscow to get this guy on. And uh, I think it's going to be a really cool episode. I can't wait to talk to him. Ladies and gentlemen, one of the Bolsheviks, it's Boris Zukov. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing pretty good. How about you? Oh, we got the the gimmick voice today. I love it. Yes, I love it. (laughs) Man, how's the weather over there in uh, Moscow? (laughs) Nice and and chilly, like it should be. I love it. (laughs) Oh, man. Hey, so, Boris, uh, in in realism, what, what do you do these days, man? What's going on with you after the world of professional wrestling? Oh, after the world of professional wrestling, I shoot. Uh, I found me another job staying on the road. I got in the uh, uh, truck driving business, and I, uh, I I did that for around uh, around thirty years or so. Wow! So That's do you awesome. you still like being on the road like that? Uh, yeah, yeah, because that's all I ever knew, and it uh, it keeps all the uh, uh, memories of all my old wrestling days, especially when I first got started, because uh, um, the day when I got started, uh, we pretty much drove everywhere with yeah, the different yeah. uh, territories and stuff and everything. So, uh, yeah, and it's helped kept, uh, keep all the memories, because now I'm a, a truck driver uh, recruiter for the company that I was uh driving for uh McElroy truck lines and now i'm back in a a car every day like i was uh years ago when i got started wrestling so uh, uh that really brings back a lot of memories 
Yeah. yeah, man, it's funny. I guess it can go either way because I, I worked the Memphis territory. That's where I broke in at, and that was the, basically the only one left at the time. Uh, and we were doing, you know, two thousand miles a week or whatever it was, something like that. Right. And I'll be honest with you, these days, if somebody calls me to go somewhere and it's more than an hour away, I'm like, oh god, <laughs> I don't, yeah. I don't want to do it. <laughs> but uh, it's good to know that you know it can go either way. I guess. Uh, you, you, oh yeah. Still enjoy it. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because uh, back then and stuff of the territory days and stuff, uh, uh, you either like doing it or you, or you got out. Uh, that's just yeah. the way it was, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And you you bounced around to quite a few of them, man. I noticed in in uh, looking at your career, you worked a lot of territories, a lot of different ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had the pleasure uh, of doing that, you know, a uh, uh, long time with. Uh, uh, Jim Crockett Promotions, and then uh, with uh, uh, Bill Watts down in Louisiana, and then out in Texas with uh, uh, Vaughn Erickson. I had time, yeah. uh, a good long time down there in uh, uh, Pensacola Territory with the, uh, uh, with the Fullers and the Armstrongs. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. yeah. That's a that's a hell of a that, career, that, 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 that's when uh, that's one of the good old days. And then, uh, oh yeah, the old uh, Knoxville, Tennessee Territory too. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Man, that's you. You've definitely gotten to gotten to be in some of the you know the heyday, in my opinion, of of wrestling. Man, that yeah. will just it won't ever come back. It won't ever be like that. No, no, that, that was awesome. Yeah, I, no, that's uh, yeah, that was a special time, and uh, I was very honored, very honored, and uh, and, and very fortunate to have been able to have been a part of that. So yeah, you know, because yeah, because I uh, when I really got going, I first got going. Uh, well, I had some uh, 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 time in the old Georgia Territory with uh, TBS back in the day, so mm, that was yeah. that was a yeah. lot of fun too. So, so excluding excluding, let's say the WWF, let's let's talk just the you know the territories, man. Which was your favorite one to work in? Uh, my home territory, uh, Mid Atlantic Championship Wrestling, uh, that's right. uh, Jim Crock uh, Promotions, because uh, uh, that's the territory that I grew up and was raised in. So, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, and uh, a lot of them guys that I got to watch uh, uh, growing up, uh, I got to work with and travel with. So, uh, right. that was my most special time. Yeah, for sure. That's the same. Same for me with Memphis. I grew up on Memphis, and then when I got there, that was just that was everything to me. Even though I got to work a little bit for Vince and Ted Turner and all the others, man, Memphis just meant something to me. Especially, you know, oh yeah, the headline. Yeah, sometimes. that was uh that was a fun time out there too. You know, with Lawler and uh, uh, Dundee and all that. You know, oh yeah. So, Heck yeah, yeah. Man. Love to hear that, man. Um, Jimmy, go ahead. Go ahead. Get get one of your good questions in here. Well, you, you know, it's funny because you were talking about my bread and butter right there, Jim Crockett Promotions and Mid-Atlantic and these kinds of things. What I always thought was so ironic because I was a kid from that area, not that I necessarily picked up on the fact that you were starting out as Private Jim Nelson and then you turned into this foreign menace. I guess, where did that happen? Because, I mean, you're part of Slaughter's crew and then you become like one of his arch enemies. You know what I mean? So where did that right. turn or wh who maybe helped you with that? Or was that your decision to make that immediate turn? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, well, you're not going to. Well, when I when I originally uh, started uh, in 78, uh, I started uh, I broke into business less than a year after high school. And I, I started out with just 
playing a regular Jim Nelson because uh, I uh, uh, there was a uh, very good wrestler here that shoot. Uh, do you remember Art Nelson? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because yeah, he teamed up with Johnny Weaver and all that. Yeah, I always yeah. liked uh, Art and stuff, so uh, uh, I went with the uh, uh, Nelson's name and stuff and everything. And then uh, 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 after a year, a couple years in uh, doing the independence here in Virginia, and then I went. That's when I got uh, started in Atlanta with uh, Jim Nelson, and then uh, Ole Anderson uh, helped me get started up there in Charlotte. Um, with uh, George Scott up there, Jim Clark, uh, uh promotions. And um, I was just Jim Nelson there when I first went there. But then when Sergeant Slaughter came in, uh, he was wanting somebody to do the uh, 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 the private gimmick with and stuff, you know. And so they uh, uh, talked to me about uh, doing that and everything. Uh, but when all that ran out and stuff, you know, and then finally I turned, you know, I turned on Sar- uh, Sarge and, uh, and uh, uh, Canola yeah. helping Steamboat and Youngblood uh, so they could win the world tag belts. And then, uh, that was going to wind up with me, uh, cause, uh, I, uh, I wanted to, um, uh, to do the Russian gimmick and stuff, uh, go with, uh, uh, boys Zukov, And that was the name that I came up with myself. That's so awesome. I did the thing with the, Bri- uh, uh, Briscoes. And that was the thing back, back in the territory day, uh, you could do something somewhere. And that was before all the cable TV. And, uh, yeah. and I was able to do that in Charlotte and let the Briscoes, uh, uh, break my leg, and then I uh, moved down to Louisiana, and then Bill Watts uh, uh, let me get started with uh, uh, Boris Zukov uh, uh, doing the Russian thing down there, and that's uh, and that's how that took off and stuff. Okay, and because gotcha. I was able to do that there, and then uh, uh, Bruiser Brody helped me get over into Texas, uh, over there with the Von Erics, and I got over there, and and uh, when the time came, I just left there and, and went to. Uh, uh, Pensacola down there with uh, Fuller and the Armstrongs. Uh, yes, that was, that's what was great yeah. about the uh, territory days because it was all uh, a local TVs and stuff. You didn't have all yeah. that cable. Uh, you could go from one area to the uh, the other, and yeah. nobody was seeing you anywhere else and stuff. You know, yeah. and I just disappeared from uh, from the Mid Atlantic territory and uh, uh, shoot, I uh, went right down to Louisiana and stuff. And uh, uh, and just went from there. That's that's what was great about those old, those old days like that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Let me ask you this, man, because uh, you brought up some names: Ole Anderson, Bruiser Brody, and and I read some other names that you uh, you know were around. It seems like kind of helped you. And and all those guys were tough guys. So uh, that says to me, if the tough guys are on your side and trying to you know help you out, that means you must be a pretty tough guy too. Where'd you get your toughness from? Was it wrestling or was it before? <laughs> wrestling uh, <laughs> i don't know uh, <laughs> <I don't>, uh, <laughs> yeah. no i just uh it was uh, that was just a special time back there you know and stuff and if uh yeah. uh you worked hard and stuff and uh you know uh, uh and the different guys and work and uh matches and stuff you know uh uh guys would pass it along to you i mean uh uh, everybody always uh, talked about, oh, and uh, Ole could be a grunt man. He could be a. Uh, now he yeah. was a natural heel anyway. Uh, yeah. I, I don't care if he was on TV in front of the camera, or behind the scenes, uh, you know, uh, uh, producing the TV show, or in the dressing room. Um, Ole was a natural heel and stuff. But I mean, uh, if he worked hard and busted your butt and stuff, everything, uh, 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 he he would help you out. And uh, yeah. and uh, that, that's why that's why I was able to. Go from Atlanta up to uh, Charlotte was cause uh, was cause of Ole. And that's the only yeah. reason I got up there. 
Yeah. And then uh, uh, Sergeant Slaughter uh, 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 saw me and uh, and thought I could do well with the Private Nelson gimmick and stuff. And man, he was a tremendous help because he had so many uh, ideas and stuff. I mean, we uh, uh, he put a script together, and we would both practice uh, him being the sergeant and me being the Private Nelson and stuff, and uh, uh-huh. and um, uh, doing stuff that we'd be doing in the ring and stuff. And uh, uh, that was just uh, uh, great. And uh, man. Uh, he helped me a whole lot. I learned a whole lot from uh, from Sarge getting to do that. That's cool, yeah. man. Let me ask you one more question here, and Jimmy, I'll tag you back in in a second. Okay, no problem. <laughs> so, <laughs> Morris, um, in doing the Russian gimmick, especially in those days, you know, you couldn't, uh, a guy from Virginia could not be a Russian today. We know this because of internet and everybody knows everything now. But back then, right. we all know the stories of, you know, the heels that were, were foreign guys and the death threats and all that kind of stuff and with the fans. Tell me, like, what was your, give me your best story or something about a fan or some you know near trouble you got into you know with the fans or something yeah well i'll tell you what the thing the thing that helped me up uh, the, uh, you know I, I got the idea from that i wanted to do that was uh, is i just loved ivan koloff uh, uh-huh. uh, he was one of my favorite and stuff and in fact when i first got to go to atlanta and work atlanta tv and i guess is what helped might have helped me with Oli. Is I, I tagged with the Mike Stallings, uh, my first TV match against Ole Anderson and Ivan Koloff, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, that was this great stuff, you know, because I uh, I learned so much from uh, uh, from Ivan and, and and everything, you know. Uh, he was uh, you know, he was a big uh, big mentor to me, and uh, he helped me out tremendously, uh, mm-hmm. teaching me how to get heat and uh, and how to work that gimmick and everything, and. Yeah. Uh, Oh, it was it was down there in Alabama. Now I had an angle with uh, Austin Otto, uh-huh. and uh, and I was uh, I was finishing up pretty much because I I was going to be leaving the uh, 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 the territory, and uh, he was going to be going into an angle with Jimmy Golden, mm-hmm. and so uh, I, I was working lose or leave town matches with uh, with him, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, and he uh, he beat me there at the end, and then uh, Jimmy Golden hit the ring and stuff. And uh, uh, we piled drive to Austin, and I took the belt like I'd re- really won the belt and left right. the building with it and stuff. And uh-huh. this is in Birmingham, Alabama. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, uh, and the fans, I couldn't hardly get out of the parking lot. They pushed pa- past the police, and they, ro- they almost turned my van over in the middle of the parking lot. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, uh, they, they, they were just nuts. They were throwing rocks. and. Yeah. um and everything else and stuff. I mean, the police helped me get in the van, but the crowd got so big, and then they wow. just started grabbing the van and rocket and stuff, and they just about <laughs> turned it over. Uh, I had I had a time getting out of the parking lot. Well, yeah. Did you have a pistol? That was back. <laughs> that was back in. Uh, that was back in uh, uh, early part. It was uh, sometime in 1984 when that happened. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I'm telling you, there's been, uh, like, I think maybe just one time where uh, I got to experience the, having that kind of heat in a, and like you said, you said, this is Birmingham, Alabama. I think this might have been somewhere in Mississippi, what I'm talking about. Had some little kid. Oh, yeah. Crying. Same thing. Same thing down there. Yeah, I was working Lawler, and, I, and some little kid gave him a hat or something on his way to the ring, and I used that hat. He told me to do it, you know, <laughs> use the hat to smother him or whatever. The little kid starts crying. Oh, sure. Well, that made the rest yeah, of the Yeah, yeah, Jerry was great. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Kind of heat, and I wish I would have, you know, I, I wish I kind of could have been in the big, and, uh, big born a little bit earlier. Yeah, 
And uh, the sad thing is that a lot of the guys today, the young guys, they have no clue what heat is. Because no, it's gone. All that, no, all that's gone now. Yeah. Right. yeah. Well, because you can't, I always say, you can't make somebody mad at you when they know you're trying to make them mad. I mean, you just can't do it. Right. <laughs> Go no. ahead, Jimmy. No, they'll no. end up laughing. No, but back, uh, back then, it was, it was different, man. Shoot, because we had the... Uh, the incident with the uh, the the plane back then and stuff, you know, they got shot down and uh, uh-huh. golly, Ned, uh, 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 Ivan about got killed and uh, and uh, I remember Nikolai telling me some horrible stories that he went through too, really? uh, 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 doing it in different places yeah. and stuff. And even yeah, and when I got up there and were tagged with him, I mean, him and Sheik, they had so much heat, man. That uh, I, 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 that was a big, big gift to me, uh, uh, for me to be able to to, uh, uh, to get in that spot there. But they had so much heat and stuff. I mean, it was it was killer heat up there. And uh, places like Philadelphia and Boston, uh, uh, we had a time getting out of them buildings sometimes. Yeah, it, it was it was really it was really scary in some of them places. Oh yeah, because uh, and, and but this was see this was before the uh you know the uh, thing with Reagan and Gorbachev and the wall yeah. coming down. Um, that was a that was a bad heat period before all that happened. Yeah, uh, yeah. you had to watch about every time me and Nikolai would go somewhere to eat and stuff. We'd have to sit out by ourselves. And um, you had to watch people and stuff because people try to come up and act like they want to ask for an autograph and then try to spit in our food. That's what I was like going to ask you. Know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, did you ever yeah. have any issues with your food that you know of? I mean, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That about happened a couple times and stuff. And, and oh, a lot of times, man. Nikolai and I, we'd uh, 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 we'd have food and take it back to our room. And uh, uh, Nikolai yeah. was a great cook. Uh, he'd right. carry a hot plate. And we'd just cook in the room. Yeah. Because it did, it wasn't safe for us to to go any to go into restaurants or anything like that. Now we get back to the motel. We go straight to the motel room. So, yeah. How many yeah. times it has? It's happened to me a handful of times where fans have jumped in the ring and you got to fight them and all that shit. Uh, how many times have the fans jumped in the ring on you? Uh, a couple tried it because, uh, but back back in a lot of them places like that, especially at ringside, the the police were very good. Okay. I mean, law enforcement, uh, they, they, they didn't mess around back then. And, uh, things were totally different than if you wanted to take a chance or getting in that ring, uh, mm-hmm. you might get popped with a belly club. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they'd sit there. I mean, a lot of them guys would sit facing the crowd with their back to the ring. Cause they knew they didn't have to worry about the, uh, the wrestlers and they'd face yeah. the crowd. And yeah. if you wanted to challenge them, uh, go right ahead. To, uh, <laughs> and, uh, uh, uh I've seen them have to take a few guys out and handcuff them and take them out. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> I said, man, yeah, I said to myself, I said, what an idiot, you know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you had, at this time, you had been in, in the Mid-Atlantic and Georgia and stuff, and then you're in Louisiana, you're in Texas, you're in, you know, all these great, warm, somewhat maybe even tropical states, you know, Pensacola. Then you all, you go directly opposite <laughs> to AWA right. in Minnesota. How was, okay, first <laughs> and, off, how was the connection to that? What was the connection to that? But then also, how uh, was uh, Sergeant Slaughter got me up there. Okay, I think yeah. yeah. So yeah, because he he was uh, very close with uh, uh, with the Ganyas and all that and stuff and everything and uh, and he was hoping that we could eventually uh, do the uh, 
the gimmick, you know, the, uh, you know, because that, and that's when he got into the thing with, uh, you know, G.I. Joe, which was uh, right. a great Huge. thing for him and stuff, you yeah. know, uh, so golly, Ned, that was, uh, uh, that was really, really good. But yeah, Sergeant Slaughter got me up there. Yep, yeah, sure okay. did. Okay. And he was also a big help getting me into the uh, WWF too. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Yeah. How was that weather getting used to Minnesota weather after being in the uh, South? It took a while, but I know I was, uh, I was used to cold weather and stuff in, uh, Virginia where I had traveled right. there, uh, you know, yeah. uh, uh, got up there and stuff. And I just, uh, put on the warm clothes and, and all <laughs> that and stuff and shoot. Uh, yeah. I had to put the, uh, the heater thing in the, in the vehicle so they wouldn't freeze up at night, you know, and, yeah, uh, right. stuff like that. And then, uh, had to be careful driving in the ice, or the snow wasn't went, went so bad. It's the ice that's bad. So right, right. And some of the colder uh, places was like the Green, Green Bay uh, was real bad in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 many Minneapolis had its moments too. So oh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. sure. Uh, and some at uh, real cold, you don't stay out in any more than you than you have to. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. you'll, have, you'll have a Boris statue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Speaking of statue and <laughs> Boris and, and Frozen, you were honestly, I mean, we've talked to many guys that have had action figures, but your action figure was one of the original action figures. You actually had that with Steve right. Rosenthal and, and Rimco, and you had right. actually uh, Wolfie D. I will say this, that his action <laughs> figure is on par with one of the more expensive ones of all time. It's actually yeah. a very sought after collectible item. Talk yeah. about maybe when you got that action figure. Now I know I'm probably more of a mark about it than you are, Boris, but what I mean by that is like, was it really cool to get your own action figure there at that point? Oh yeah. 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 Because, uh, sure, I, I could have never imagined anything like that. Uh, uh, anyway, but, uh, but what was, uh, great, you know, uh, getting to do that, uh, uh, with them, but uh, uh, getting to do that with uh, with Sheik Adnan El Casu, who I loved, yeah. uh, uh, I, yeah. loved Ad, I loved I loved Adnan dearly, and uh, and John Nord the Barbarian and yeah. stuff. So uh, that man. was really right. Was really cool to get to do that with them guys. Oh so, man, Nord's a different guy, right? He's he, he's an original, right? Nord's yeah, Nord's, yeah. <laughs> he's truly yeah, an original. Yeah. <laughs> and what a haul, too. I mean, oh, him, him, you know, so. Yeah. Huge so, man. Mean, yeah. yeah. Well, okay. You've been with Brody and been with Nord, the barbarian, and I know they know each other and were buddies, but talk about how it, did you see any differences in them? They were, I mean, somewhat, they did the Huss thing and talk about John Nord and, and Bruiser Brody a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, uh, Brody was just, uh, yeah, just a great guy, great, great worker, man. He was snug, golly, Ned. And as long as you went hard at him and stuff, uh, you was okay and stuff. You know, if you went the round, uh, he'd eat you up. Oh, so, okay. Gotcha. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and I, I, I impressed him when the first time I got in the ring with him in Dallas, uh, uh, he wanted to be snug and, I and I let him have it. And he says, man, cause that's the way to do it. I go, I like that. You know, and he was, yeah. and well, we got along real good after that. So, <laughs> but man, man, that boot, uh, he put that boot up there and stuff more. And I, 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 I took that thing really, uh, really hard, took a big giant bump for him and stuff, you know? So he was, uh, uh, he, he was that. real happy about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> him and him and uh, Nord were a great big team, and uh, shoot, I think things would have uh, hadn't happened like it did. Uh, uh, him and uh, 
uh, Barbarian or John Ward would have ended up tagging up there uh, with Vince at the WWF. Wow. And that that would have been incredible. That, that would have been, been incredible. incredible. Yeah. yeah. They, they yeah. might still be talking about them like the road warriors today. You know what I mean? Those are, that's, Oh a, yeah. That's a, that's yeah. a, that's a, I've never even like put that in my mind together that that would they, be in New York. But that they, uh, yeah. Cause yeah. Uh, they were so big, big and rugged looking and uh, snug. Yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, they would have probably ended up hanging in Japan too. And oh. uh, shoot. Uh, 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 they'd have made a ton of money together over there at the pack. Absolutely. Team. Now I've heard this rumor, yeah. and I don't—I'm not trying to spread a rumor that's false on this. Please don't think this. But I heard that he was making up towards twenty thousand a month in Japan, Brody. I, I, I know you probably don't know that figure, but I've heard that in the in recent times that he was making close to twenty a month in in Japan, and I yeah. just can't imagine that's amazing yeah. money. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He no was drawing big big there. money over there and stuff, and. uh uh, uh, that thing that happened with, uh, Jose Gonzalez just made me sick to my stomach. Yeah. You know, no joke. Uh, if you don't want to use, if you, if you didn't want to use him, uh, uh, fire him and not book him back again. Right. Exactly. If they yeah. didn't want to use him, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, what Jose Gonzalez did was, uh, was, uh, uh was absolutely, uh, hor- hor- horrific and, uh, uh, totally uncalled for. Now, if you, uh, if you didn't want the guy, uh, uh, disqualify him, uh, 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 do, do the finish there and then not b- book him and don't bring him back. Right. right. Get rid of him. Yeah. 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 Get rid of him. Yeah. Man, that's a big, what if, you know, but yeah. Right. Sure. Yeah, man. So you worked with some of the uh, like best tag teams like around you, you worked in the, in oh, the, yeah. And and all that. Who do you think? And I know this is probably a hard question because this is one of those that I hate when people ask me. But like, who was <laughs> your favorite team to work with? Who did you have the best matches with? You think? Oh, I mean, uh, man, that is a tough one. Uh, <laughs> what I'd have to say was any uh, the Men in Black stuff, the matches that Don and I, you know, uh, uh, Don Canoto and I had with Steamboat and Youngblood. Oh, I mean, man. they were they were phenomenal. I bet. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah, they were over like they were over like a million dollars. I said uh, they were just uh, the, the 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 girls just loved them. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. uh, they were so uh, so believable and uh, uh, their timing. I mean, uh, everything about them was just spot on. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, and Richie then uh, 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 and also and also uh, two of my other favorites too. Uh, well, when I was growing up too, was Jack and Jerry Briscoe. I oh, loved them yeah. too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's why yeah. I loved. That's why I was so, so happy, and I was very glad and uh, blessed to get to do that angle with Jack and Jerry before I left Charlotte. Right. So okay. That's that, awesome. That, uh, that I was I was tickled to pieces to do that for them. So because yeah. I love yeah. Jack Briscoe anyway. Yeah. I mean, he, golly, Ned, he was so strong. Golly, Ned, uh, did, did you ever get to work with him? <laughs> no, I never did. He was uh, in WWE when I was there. Yeah. No, I, I was talking about Jack. Did you oh, ever get I'm to sorry. work with Jack? No, neither one, no. Yeah. Man, he had the tendon strength of a freaking bear. <laughs> if he didn't want to let you go, you weren't going to get away from him. I mean, right. he was brutal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what a great amateur wrestler he was. God, I heard man, that. He yeah. was just a, 
Oh, he was incredible. Yeah. <laughs> he <laughs> could show me moves uh, up there. Uh, 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 he could get in the ring with Jack, and the Funks were the same way. Both Terry and Dora were the same way. Mm-hmm. These guys were so good. They could uh, they could help you put moves on them, and you didn't realize what you was doing because they was doing all <laughs> right. <of it. laughs> I've definitely been in the ring with people like that that put you where they want you, and you end up on top. Oh, of them, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, and, uh, and uh, shoot, uh, uh, they make you look uh, 10 times better than you are because yeah. they, they were so good. Yeah. You know, uh, Terry Funk was the same way. You know, and I, I worked uh, the first time I got to work Terry Funk in a TV match in Atlanta and stuff and everything. He mm-hmm. says, uh, uh, and uh, uh, Terry used to rip me all the time about my head, you know. He said, come on, head. Come on, head. <laughs> he, he called me head all the time. Because <laughs> I used to rip him. I used to, uh, you know, I did all kinds of forces anyway. So yeah. I used to rip him uh, those those parts that he had like in uh, Roadhouse and then uh, yeah. uh, that yeah. uh, Paradise Alley and stuff. Yes. Uh, he says, God, in that head. He goes, you knew, you know my parts better than I did. <laughs> <laughs> you, can you still do one for us? <laughs> huh? Oh, yeah. What was that? Yeah, he used to do Paradise Alley. You puke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Terry was yeah. just an original too, you know. He's one of those that yeah. I think yeah. tell uh, Patrick Swayze in Roadhouse, you're not drinking, you're out of here. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I love that. Oh, I swear man. my favorite Terry Funk interview that was just hilarious was he first shoot forgot what Tojo Yamamoto's name was, and during the interview he kept going. What is his name? That slant-eyed Japanese thing. He couldn't think of his name. He just kept going on about it. It was great. <laughs> yeah, he was. Uh, he was hilarious. I'll tell you a funny Terry Funk story. Please, he was yeah. on a plane. Yeah, because well, uh, yeah, uh, uh, Jimmy Hart had, uh, had told me about it. Said uh, coming on a plane and stuff, and he's 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 getting on there late, and he's dragging his bag, and he's uh. Uh, uh, sometimes Terry, he'd be, he'd limp real bad because, uh, man, some of the bumps he took was just, uh, incredible. And he was having a hard time this one day on the plane and he's struggling to get his bag up in their oversized bin. And the stewardess comes up and says, sir, uh, let me help you with that. And Terry (laughs) turns and looks at her, honey, if I wanted your help. I'd ask for it. <laughs> and all the boys just busted out laughing and she they said she turned red and she got ticked off and just stormed off. <laughs> and he, he goes, I was just being honest with her. I goes, I've got this under control. Can everybody see that? <laughs> that is good. Oh, he was classic. I, I love Terry Funk. Yeah, yeah. And Ned, he, uh, he helped me. Uh, he helped me in a lot of ways and stuff. I mean, uh, he uh, great psychology and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, and all that. He was fun to travel with and uh, great to be around in the, in the dressing rooms. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. he just had so much knowledge about the business and stuff. It was it was it was just incredible. And he was, uh, uh, he, was uh, he was one of my he was one of my favorite world champions. Terry oh, yeah. Funk was. He's oh, one yeah. of those guys that you you talk to, and even though he you know be the first time you met him, he act like he knew you forever. If you you know, if you, if oh like, yeah, and, and yeah, and he was like any, anytime he he was like that. Anytime he'd see you and recognize you and stuff, yeah. boom, uh, he just uh, he just start your conversation like the the last time he saw you, you know. So 
Yeah, he was uh, he was a great great guy, and another guy like that too is uh, Ted DiBiase. Uh, Ted's like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he came from that territory, the uh, the Amarillo and all that stuff, because uh, uh, Ted goes back way back in those days, and yeah. uh, he he was another great guy like that. DiBiase was because he helped me a lot when I first went to Louisiana, because uh, Ted was real big down there when I moved down there uh, when I started my my Russian gimmick there. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, yeah, he was a big help uh, to me in that territory. Yeah. yeah, I'd say Ted is one of those guys that you could consider probably one of the greatest guys to never have held either the NWA or the the WWF World Title. You could probably, yeah. I know maybe you know Roddy Piper. And he should held, have. I mean, uh, yeah, uh, if have. anybody should have had that belt put on him, it was Ted DiBiase, without mm, a doubt. Absolutely. You know, they talk uh, he was a lot about great... Magnum and stuff, but I think Ted should have won it too, for sure. You know. Yeah, so. yeah, because he's very polished. I mean, just, yeah. uh, uh, I mean, just uh, everything he did in the ring just looked great and solid, and uh, a very polished worker. And I, yeah. I always enjoyed watching him work. Mm. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, he was awesome. Let's take a quick time out and get a word from one of my dope-ass sponsors, and we'll be right back with more Live and in Color with Wolfie D. Hey folks, this is Wolfie D here, and if you are looking to buy or sell a home in Tennessee or Southern Kentucky, you're going to want to call my buddy, the rock star realtor, Benji Bowie. And you say, Wolfie, how do I get in touch with this rock star? Well, you can call him directly at 615-390-8216. You can go to his website, BowieHomes.com. That's B-U-I-E Homes.com. Or you can email him at BenBowie34 at gmail.com. When you need a home, you need the Rockstar Realtor. Benji is a member of Exit Realty's Garden Gate team in Gallatin, Tennessee. Support for Live and in Color with Wolfie D is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped recently launched the Ultimate Men's Hygiene Bundle, the Performance Package. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code WOLFIE at manscaped.com. If my math's correct, that's about 8 million balls. You know, one team that I always liked watching you guys work was Demolition. I always loved watching the Bolsheviks and Demolition. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Bill Eady and Barry Darso. Yeah. Yeah. Phenomenal. Because y'all were all four yeah. horses. You know what I mean? Y'all were big boys. Yeah. You, you look like you could put some damage on people. And I just thought y'all four yeah. worked together really well. Talk about Demolition yeah. a little bit. Right. I mean, I know- well, yeah, because uh, yeah, yeah, uh, I, I got to work... Uh, well, I got to look uh, work a lot with Bill and stuff, you know, uh, uh, back in the day when he was a mass superstar. So uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, that, that helped me when he got to do the other gimmick and stuff because he was phenomenal both gimmicks. Uh, he was he's one of another one of the greatest mass guys ever in the business. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That mass superstar Jardine, was just phenomenal gimmick. You know, yeah. I'm a big fan of Jardine too, but definitely Bill. Eaton, yeah, Jardine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Him and Jardine, uh, two big guys and two of the best mass. Uh, men ever to work uh, work the that gimmick and it's a shame that's gone because uh that was one of the greatest gimmicks ever w- was that hood that mask 
Yeah. It was. It yeah, was. And uh, the, the suspense of uh, who's behind that mask and stuff. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. That, yeah, it was uh, it was like me when I was because uh, uh, I remember going to see uh, Jardine. I finally got to meet him years down the road, but I'd go to see him uh, before I broke into business uh, in Virginia here in Roanoke and stuff and everything. And man, he uh, he worked in matches where they just about had that mask off, and the people were just in a frenzy. And then uh, somehow he'd, he'd do something and screw the baby face and uh, pull that mask back down, and he's gone, you know. Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, and yeah. people, oh, oh, you know, yeah, yeah. He just he just knew how to get that suspense and stuff and drive people into a frenzy and uh and uh it's a shame nobody knows how to do that no more yeah it really yep. is because it's and either that, the first guy on the show now with a mask or it's some sort of luchador type gimmick yeah, it's never the, luchador yeah. is about the only ones right. left you don't have yeah. that heel I, and i love that growing up man i love the the masked heel gimmick i, I don't you know the masked superstar or whatever whoever i love the mask gimmick as as a kid i'll tell you what happened one time i, I i'm trying to remember it was i think it was starlane arena so, so oh yeah some fan got a hold of a daggum chair <laughs> and uh wahoo about had his mask off mm-hmm. and uh they they threw the chair and stuff, and then um, I guess Wahoo moved or, or something, uh, keep from getting hit by the chair. And thank God Jardine picked that chair up and knocked Wahoo out with that thing. And I thought the fans uh, was going <laughs> to kill the guy that threw the chair because yeah. <laughs> like he helped Jardine. It was a fan that did that trying to hit Jardine with the chair, and he hit Wahoo with it. <laughs> oh, that's magic. That's magic. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. That was they they took advantage of that. Uh, fan doing something that stupid like that yeah. that poor fan got got killed too <laughs> yeah that's, that's magic good. yeah man holy classic crap. finish yes absolutely <laughs> no, doubt. no doubt so i'm, I'm kind of looking at some of the teams you got to work when you were with nikolai and i guess let's talk about that real quick so iron chic is this true this was right around the time he got released from the wwf and basically then you were able to slide in and, and be that with nikolai is that kind of the time yeah 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 sadly it was that it was at that, that thing when he got busted with doug in that time yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That, yeah that's when that happened yeah it went long after that that uh I was able to uh, to slide in there and stuff, and uh, but God, him and Nikolai was so established and had so much heat. Oh Good man, grief! It was brutal. They man, were a great tag was, team. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And uh, shoot, the uh, people wanted to kill him so bad it wasn't even funny, you know. So right, right, yeah. right. Yeah, that's, that's great. But talk. I guess like I would love to hear because I mean I've heard and please don't take this the wrong way because I know he's gone and I don't want to make it sound like you know. But I did hear that Nikolai was pretty thrifty. Let's just say that he 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 knew how to save a dollar. And I've even oh, heard yeah. that he could yeah cook oh on yeah his- yeah he was very very yeah he was very 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 frugal with his money very yeah. frugal yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did he give you any advice on that and why he was like that? I mean, I'm sure you'd heard of that from other guys before, but you know, because of where he grew up, uh, where because of where he grew up and where he came from, Lithuania, you know, right? that, uh, that right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, it, but to say they you know, shoot, he had a, he had a nice, uh, uh, nice home, nice property, had 50 acres of land, and yeah. uh, you know, he uh, uh, he just uh, he just put money back and stuff and everything, but. Uh, but he uh, uh, he grew up that way because of where where he grew up at and stuff and everything uh, uh, stuff. Uh, that's why he left where he came from was because uh, nothing really belonged to you, you know. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the government, the government owned everything. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. a good point. That's a good point. So you also got a chance to work with the Bushwhackers some too. Uh, you know, oh yeah. Yeah. Talk, talk about Luke. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> Classic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I knew them back in the day. I was with them in the Charlotte territory when they were the when they came in as the sheep herders. Yeah. So, uh, I got to travel. I got to travel a lot of miles with them and stuff. So uh, uh, those were fun days. Yeah, that was back in man. That was way back in 1980. Yeah, 81. Yeah. So we were just had our, our, our good buddy of the show, Dirty White Boy, Tony Anthony. And, it, you know, he's good buddies with Wolfie D. And so that makes him a good friend of the show. And he was telling us some funny Andre stories and, you know, talking about how when he was tagging with Lynn Denton, if the Andre wanted Lenny to go out partying, he would come in and flip the bed over and stuff like that. Do you have any funny or interesting Andre stories at all? Oh, uh, God, yeah. I'm trying, trying, trying to think. Yeah, no, I know I rode, I rode with him and I, I got to ride in his van with him a couple times and stuff. And she did to take all the, the seats out because uh, Andre sat in, the, in in all the way in the back, so there was wow. no captain seats in the middle of, of the of the van and stuff and everything. So uh, you know, uh, so if it was, you were it was, in the it was, captain seat, you were sitting beside Andre. Essentially, is the case. Basically. Yeah, or yeah, or you were sitting in the front because they didn't have none in the middle. Because gotcha, he sat okay. on the bench in the back, so um, that way he could stretch his legs yeah. out. <laughs> gotcha. Oh, my goodness. In a van. <laughs> the, cap- uh, the captain's chairs are those middle ones, Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm just thinking of that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So did you get along with Andre pretty good, though? Oh, yeah. 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 I, I, I never had any uh, uh, trouble with him or not and stuff and that because I always worked hard with him anytime, uh, you know, when uh, – uh, so most time I ever worked with him, I think I did a mixed tag or, or was a six man tag one time, and then uh, uh, always the battle rolls and stuff, and I always took big bumps for him. Yeah, so, okay. But, yeah, I'm uh, sure he loved that. But, uh, probably like uh, that uh, if he was serious about the business and worked hard, you know, which uh, uh, Nikolai and I always did and stuff, I mean, um, uh, 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 that's what Andre liked the most about his. Uh, uh, yeah, you doing the right by the, doing right by the business. Yeah, so that yeah. was a big that was a big thing with him. Yeah. So, so here's something yeah. that I always like to hear. I always crack up at good ribs. Who who was the best ribber you were ever around? And and give me a good rib story. Oh, oh there's so many. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Back in your time, oh, good that grief. was the thing. <laughs> oh yeah. Because AWA yeah, was some good yeah. rivers up there, if I'm not mistaken. They were pretty good rivers, especially Kurt Hennig and stuff. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, uh, Kurt, Kurt Hennig was one of the best ones and stuff. So. Right. Right. Yeah. He seemed to have the the less of it was malicious. You know, some of the guys had those malicious ribs that were very, you know, seemed a little bit, wow, are you not a good person, you know? But I've heard, <laughs> I've talked to Greg Gagne before, and he was talking about how Kurt put a turd in his bag, and then Kurt won a vehicle or something in a match, and then <laughs> this guy cut the brakes on the vehicle and stuff. I've, it was some crazy <laughs> stories that Kurt got himself into trouble sometimes, but yeah. Did you? Oh yeah. Uh, well, well, Nord, uh, Nord got the Rockers one time and stuff, and oh. uh, I, know, I know he ended up doing. I think he did something similar like that to one of their bags. It might wow. have been Sean's, and then he put a lock on it. He locked something with a lock, and uh, uh, and Sean thought that's all it was. But and he yeah. was uh, 
Uh, he was getting ready to, get, to take a couple planes to try to get home, so uh, he didn't find that uh, that thing in his bag till he got home. So yeah. <laughs> that, See, was that, was was that was a long ride for that, for that to be in his bag, you know. Yeah, because you can it, put it a, a turd on. Yeah, you can put a turd on the window sill in Minnesota, and it would freeze. And then you put it in the bag. Oh, yeah, it's not frozen when you get home. So <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and uh. uh all he thought that uh, Nord did, and he's he's like, well, ha ha ha! He put a lock on his bag, you know. He said, no, uh, uh, man, that's a good one there. And uh, <laughs> then uh, Nord says, hey, Boris, uh, he's gonna find out how real good it is when he gets home. <laughs> Get that bag open. <laughs> oh man! Hey, I'm gonna ask you another tough question here because you mentioned the Armstrongs. Armstrongs are one of my favorite. Oh, yeah. uh, all of them, every one of them, is some of my favorite people in the business that I've met. I oh yes, yeah. Uh, a beautiful family. Yeah, that was a beautiful family. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I loved all of them. Do you think? Yeah, I loved uh, is... all of them like brothers. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. absolutely. And 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 I'm to this day still great friends with uh, Brian. Uh, Bullet was always good to me. And like I said, I got to work with all of them, and they are all so good. Who do you think, and I know this is hard, who do you think the best Armstrong was? Oh, man, that's, that's, that is a tough one. <laughs> good grief. Because uh, most people, most people say Brad, but then a lot of yeah. people, you know, <clears> it was attitude error. You might say Road Dog because of his mic skills, but then Bullet had the charisma, and Bullet could just work. You know, I mean, but a lot of people think it's Brad, and I'm just curious as to what you think. Well, yeah, as far as yeah, as far as uh, working and stuff, because uh, 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 Brad did a lot of stuff. Uh, he was he was so polished. He was a great polished worker. Mm-hmm. Similar to yeah, Steamboat. Fact, Brad, kinda, Brad right? reminded me a lot of. Uh, I always thought it'd have been great to if uh, it could have been worked out somewhere where somebody could have teamed up Steamboat and Brad Armstrong. Mm, I think that'd have been a great tag team. Yeah, yeah. it would have been good. Pretty as a picture, man. I yeah. tell you, yeah, because Brad had beautiful arm drags and uh, yeah, and yeah. Uh, his his drop kicks were perfect all the time and way up in the air and uh, uh, mm-hmm. shoot. Uh, he was just. Uh, 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 they look good every not one not just here and there. Every time he did one, it was just beautiful. It yeah. was beautiful, beautiful to watch because uh, yeah. he was so he was polished at and uh, with everything he did. So yeah, yeah, because everything looked like it came it came so natural, natural yeah. to yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. All the Armstrongs make a well. All, every one of them make a great comeback. Every yeah. one yeah. of them. Yeah, yeah. Good yeah. grief! Wow, man. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna. Uh, uh, they had me flying for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now that you say that, I can't get that out of my head. Steamboat and Brad Armstrong, man, almighty, oh that would have yeah. been attacking. Wow. Yeah. So you talked about him a little bit earlier, and you know it's so funny to me as a grown adult who's known a little bit about the business now. You know, all the Russians that we hated, you know, were never from Russia. So you you had you know Ivan from Montreal, you, you from Virginia. Nikita from Minnesota, uh, Barry Darso was from Minnesota. You had uh, Nikolai from Lithuania. So I guess your accent, because I and you talked about him earlier when you did your Russian promos. I did hear some Ivan in there. I guess did you just pick up on that alone and just that's just your natural Russian imitation, or did, did I? Uh, I uh, well, I, I, like I said, Ivan was one of my favorites. Uh, 
uh, when I was in school. I picked up on that when I was in junior high school. Okay, and stuff, gotcha. And, uh, yeah. Start, yeah. And uh, I just practiced from there. And like, uh, and uh, Oli used to read me all the time. I said, golly, Jim. He says, uh, you graduated from the Ivan Koloff School of Broadcasting. <laughs> I went, that's right. Don't forget that, Anderson. <laughs> he bust out laughing. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! But also, I learned a lot too from my old manager Chris Markov. He was a great, uh, great manager. I loved to uh, to imitate Chris. <laughs> That's a great. That's a great. Yeah. Have you heard from Oli in a while? When's the last time you've heard from Oli? Uh, no, no, no. In fact, I heard the. Uh, uh, sadly, the last time I heard uh, 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 Oli's pretty much bed bedridden now. Oh, so, no. man, yeah, guys, he. Yeah, you know, he uh fighting uh MS and uh plus he had that bad fall off his roof years ago. Yeah. So, yeah. That's yeah. horrible. That's horrible. Yeah. Well, I want to talk yeah, about absolutely. somebody that means a lot to me and I know he meant a lot to you. So, I'm this know nothing kid playing in a rock band out in Blacksburg, Virginia, and all of a sudden I start noticing this pretty big guy coming in that looks like a pro wrestler. And I befriended him and his name was Kenny Steele. And Kenny brought me in the oh, business. Yeah taught me everything I knew about it and and helped me get in and helped me become a manager and helped me do all these fun things that I never thought I'd get to do. And I remember I, one day I was working down in Blacksburg at a record store in the middle of town and Kenny comes in there to see me and I said, man, I'm about to get off. And he says, you are? And I said, yeah, I just got this big VHS tape collection from my brother. I hadn't ever had them and I'm, I got them from home and I brought them here to from Blacksburg. Can you want to come home and watch them? And he was like, yeah. And he's like, what do you got? And we ended up putting in the 1988 Survivor Series and obviously you're part of that massive Survivor Series tag team match. Talk about oh, yeah. how awkward that was because you're essentially standing right beside the guy that you're maybe going to face in the ring. That was kind of a lot of guys, right? Was that not a lot? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a that was a total a different type of match, you know. Yeah, uh, the, the, yeah. Uh, yeah, the way they did that. So, yeah, yeah it was very, very unique for sure. Yeah. What's funny is Kenny said, you know, he said, I've talked to, and he says, you know, I know Boris, and, and he was talking about you, and man, Kenny loved you to death, Boris, you know. He, you oh, yeah. A lot. Yeah, you I loved a him too. He was a, he was a, he, he was a great guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because uh, we got to wrestle each other a lot, and uh, we got to tag too, so that was a, uh, that was uh he was a fun guy to tag with too. Yeah. So, yeah. Tell yeah. Wolfie a little bit about Kenny. I've always wanted to have somebody else talk about him for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, yeah. He was, man, he was just a big uh, big strong boy and stuff and uh it's just a shame that he came along uh uh uh, uh, after the territories uh, parts and stuff and everything, because uh, yeah, and he, he'd have been a great fit anywhere because just because of his size. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Kenny was good, and, and, and he opened up a uh, shoot. He fixed up a thing up there. Uh, right, uh, he right. got a a, a nice uh, r a ring and stuff. You know, kind of like what the uh, Crockett's had, and fixed up a nice uh, area at the place and stuff. But uh. Uh, he had he had that ring that he took to uh, and did, uh, we did a lot of wrestling shows uh, in it and it was a it was a fun ring to work in. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He had the whole setup and this is before Billy Corgan even thought about getting into wrestling Wolfie. Like, you know how he redid that whole set with the the Turner studio there. Yeah. Yeah. He had that whole thing set up and it was beautiful in there. And I saw you and Bob Cottle standing in there, Boris. And I thought I was going back in time, you know? So (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Yeah, because he brought Bob up there because he had really fixed up a lot like the old Crockett studio was. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, for, yeah. From, from, from Mid-Atlantic and stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that exactly. was just, uh, yeah, because uh, uh, Bob Cottle just loved that. And uh, uh, what a nice, sweet guy he was, man. He was, uh, like I said, that was one guy I got to watch uh, growing up, and then I got to work with him and do interviews with him and stuff, you know. So that was uh, that was a pretty neat, neat deal for me, too, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, yeah, and like I said, uh, Ole and Gene and Johnny Weaver and uh, all them, all them great guys, Paul Jones and Wahoo, and, uh, and uh, that's shoot. I couldn't ask for any more than that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, me and Kenny always used to talk about this, and now Wolfie and I talk about it, is the great announcers. Like, you know, he's a Memphis guy, so obviously it's Lance Russell. And I really can't argue right. that the, he's not the greatest, but I always hear Bob Cottle in my head. So it's funny that it's like something about Lance and Bob that to me was, it was like they were just kind of folksy, good guys that just, their voices were just perfect for wrestling. You know what I mean? And you, you oh, even, yeah. I, it's felt like you're, it was like an uncle or maybe even a grandfather and they're just so great right. about talking about pro wrestling and yeah there's Gordon Soley and he's probably maybe the greatest of all time I, I don't want to argue that about any Gordon fans out there but to <laughs> me you can't get much better than Lance and Bob Cottle in my opinion you know right. so yeah. yeah yeah me too yeah because the great thing about Bob Cottle was uh, he was such a great storyteller right you know, explaining right. the uh, uh, what's going on uh, uh, in the ring and stuff and maybe uh if fans are tuning in that might not have tuned in uh, in the last week or two before, uh, he'd bring everybody up to date and stuff, and uh, 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 just uh, just able to tell a story and stuff, you know, uh, uh, on the mic like that and stuff. And it was so natural the way it came out and stuff and everything. Uh, he was just he was very polished uh, 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 at that job and, uh, and 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 great at it uh, without yeah. a doubt. So yeah, yeah. yeah. And to hear Lance Russell call a Lawler-Dundee match, there's not much better on this planet, you know. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I've, I've never heard a good Bob Cottle impersonation. I've heard some great Lance Russell impersonations, but it's almost like Bob Bob has got that voice nobody can imitate or something. I don't know. But right, right. Exactly. If you can, if yeah. you can listeners, let us know. We'll, we'll put you on the air. So, <laughs> But, Boris, man, it's been an honor to have you on here, man. Absolutely, man. It's really. Oh pre- yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been it's, it's been it's been my honor to uh, uh, be here and stuff. I mean, it was uh, you know uh, uh, wrestling was a for me was a was a, was a big dream, kind of like what uh, 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 Gary Rossington said about being uh, a big yes. part of Leonard Skinner. He goes, uh, "It's a big dream you have, and then one day you wake up and it's all real." And, yeah. Uh, and yeah. Uh, the, yeah, that's what that's what blows you away, you know. So. Yeah. Yeah, and you're talking about the greatest American rock and roll band ever, right there, buddy, Leonard Skinner. Yeah, I love it. yeah, yeah, I love yeah. It. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, those were my heroes uh, uh, when I was in school and stuff and everything. And I got to run in, into him and uh, uh, his wife Dale out on the road up in Atlanta and stuff uh, years ago. And that was always that was that was neat. And uh, uh, I met Ricky Medlock too. I got I got Ricky's autograph. You know, back uh, uh, when he was Blackfoot, and then again when he's with Skinner. You know, yeah. So yeah. Um, shoot, and uh, he's the that, original that, guy. From Skinner his life, too, you know. So. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, his life came full circle, and now Ricky, Ricky's one of the last of the Muscle Show guys. Right, so, exactly, exactly. Yeah. 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 Who would have yeah. thunk that the Russian Boris Zukov loved Leonard Skinner? Who would have ever thunk that? Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, man, Medlock, hey, hey, Medlock's a big re- a wrestling fan. Uh, he yeah, loves he, wrestling. Okay. Cause he, I, I uh, yeah, because uh, w- when I met him, uh, uh, he recognized me at a, at a motel and stuff. And uh, wanted me to come over and meet him because he wanted my autograph. I mean, that, uh, you're talking about getting blown away. And that was uh, that was back when me and Nikolai were tagging. And yeah. man, I, I, I that's I flipped out on that one. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, well, let me get yours first. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> see, for, yeah, for yeah. Me, and I still got the picture that uh, I still got the one he signed with me. Uh, yeah. That was back in 1990. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> for me it was uh it was always kiss and wrestling got me to be able to meet uh ace fairly one time me and uh me and brian lawler worked each other on a show and then the guy that was running it was one of my buddies and uh took me back and uh, i didn't even know ace was there but he was there signing his book and we took a picture with him and everything so yeah i would that's when i was like wow i just got to meet fucking ace fairly <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i i can't tell you i I'm a big Rolling Stones fan, but I tell you, you can't get much better than that '70s rock from Kiss and Skinnerd and yeah. and I mean Zeppelin and I mean all those great bands. But I tell you what, man, it's yeah. I love music and I love you know, I, you know And the thing with all them guys back from that area was the work ethic they had. I mean, they worked so they worked so freaking hard and stuff. I yeah. mean, uh, 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 the yeah, the young bands today don't want, they don't want to put in half the work that those guys did. No, they that's don't. why they're not as um, half as good. I mean, uh, that freaking Ronnie Van uh, Gary said Ronnie Van Zant, uh, they had to practice ten hours a day, seven days a week. Yeah, that guy. They said he yeah. was like a freaking uh, football, a ruthless football coach. <laughs> you know. He says uh, he goes. The more we practice, the better we're going to sound. And he'd and they 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 play ten hours a day. <laughs> one one of my favorite one of my favorite <laughs> stories about Ronnie Van Zant is they're recording in the studio with Al Cooper down in Muscle Shoals, and it's not doing what Ronnie wanted. And you may know this story better right. than I do, of course. But he took Al and put him in the car and said, "We'll handle it." Is that kind of the story? Do you? Do you yeah, know no, that? that's uh, that's exactly what he that's exactly what he did. Yeah, he was trying to mess up. Uh, 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 he didn't. He didn't want to put Simple Man on the album, right? And uh, uh, Ronnie, put, Ronnie put him in the car. Ronnie put yeah. him in the car. He says, uh, uh, "We'll take care of this. Uh, uh, you go on down the road and stuff, and uh, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, we'll, we'll we'll finish this up. Uh, go on." And yeah. uh, I heard another great one about him the other day too, and stuff. Uh, I don't know who did this. Uh, 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 he was doing. They were doing a show somewhere. And he looked out, and and uh, and two of his truck drivers were were had been appointed as security guards down in front of the stage, and he blew a head gasket. Yeah. He said, "What are you people doing?" He says, "Uh, what ha- well, well, what are we gonna do if something happens to these two guys and get hurt, and we don't have nobody to drive our equipment to the next show?" Right. Uh, 
<laughs> yeah. So somebody got reamed out on that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. He goes, you can't, we cannot afford, he goes, we cannot afford to lose our truck drivers. Right. You know? Exactly. And, That's and, uh, he knew that well himself because his dad was a truck driver. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, <laughs> again, you, Boris, man, we yeah. uh, totally, totally appreciate you. I don't know if Boris is at this point, should we call you James or Boris, but we appreciate it. Oh, man. sure. For you coming on here. I mean, seriously, uh, you know, I, we've been doing this uh, once a week for over two years now. And I told Jimmy, oh, great. I said, listen, I said, buddy, I am running out of friends in this business <laughs> that I can ask favors of. I said, so there's, there's plenty of people out there that we can interview. I said, but some of them I just don't know. I never crossed the paths with them. And I, I just want you to know that I appreciate uh, you answering Jimmy and coming on here for us, man. It means yeah. a lot. Man, yeah, yeah, you're, you're more than welcome. Uh, happy to do so and stuff. And uh, yeah, yes, yeah. sir. Two yeah. and a half years, yeah. over a hundred guests, and the first one I book is Boris Zukov. So I'm not yeah. doing too bad so far, right, Wolf? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I told yeah. him. I said, "Dude, I have run out of Hor. friends in this business." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. as a sheik would say, "Hor, not bad for a jabroni." <laughs> oh, I love it. Absolutely. That's a perfect way to end it. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. I love it, man. Thank, Thank you, you so much, sir, for coming on, man. Oh, you're welcome. Take right. care, Good buddy. We'll get you back day. on sometime down the road, man. This is great. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'd be glad to do that. Uh, Y'all take care and have a great day. You, you too, too sir. Thank you. Again, we appreciate you, Boris and uh, Jimmy. You know, I always ask this question, and I really already know the answer to it. But anyway, it's kind of our thing. What do you got next? Yeah, the listeners can say it along with me. <laughs> ask Wolfie D anything. <laughs> DJ, hit that music. Right, we are back with Ask Wolfie D anything, and Wolfie D, Boris is very good person. Yes, it's very good interview. Nice guy, enjoyed that a lot. Uh, like I said, you know, getting to getting to talk to somebody that I, you know, knew who he was, obviously, but uh, yeah, had never had any uh, experience with him. So that was cool, man. He's still sharp as a tack, and dude, uh, yes. you know, that's, yeah, that's cool, man. Dude, and what I think is just hilarious is that Cummy loves Leonard Skinner, man. I, know, I love right? that, dude. <laughs> and here's yeah. a, here's the thing. It's just awesome that he like his biggest gimmick is a Russian you yeah. know yeah. villain and he loves some um, like one of the most American bands ever, you know right. what I mean? Like it's just ridiculous, but <laughs> I love it. Virginian, you know. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a Virginian, which you know, I got to love that too, but <laughs> dude, Boris is just so cool and here's the thing, man, I will text with him and dude, you know, he was texting me after we did the interview mm -hmm. and he was just sending me some stuff. And here, let me tell you something. He sent me a, a video about the Iron Sheik being the Undertaker's worst roommate and uh -huh. how he blow dried his mustache. And then I told him, I said, Wolfie's got a great story about him blow drying his mustache. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he said, the, the Iron Sheik tortured Nikolai for many nights. They roomed together. Late, long showers, blow drying his mustache. Sheik would tell Nikolai, the mustache, very important to Persian people. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway, that's awesome. He's a character. But, yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, but anyway, so I tell you what, while we're at it, let's ask some questions. What do you say? So, All right. All right. Well, our very first question is from Jason Newsom. Okay, and this is from Facebook, and he says, and this one is kind of you've been you've covered this one before, but I, we'll kind of cover. It. So right. tell about your experience getting into wrestling, how that came about. <laughs> I re- I remember in high school, J O H S baby, one of my friends <laughs> saying you wrestled at the fairgrounds while we were in school. I remember a road warrior shirt that you would wear to school. So. Yeah. I, I'm not really asking about the intro to wrestling. We kind of know that. I want to hear yeah. about this Road Warriors t-shirt, man. I drew it. I drew uh, it with magic dude. marker on a fucking uh, blank t-shirt. <laughs> For real? Yeah. yeah, and I would wear it. I mean, it, it was all right. It wasn't great, but I didn't give a fuck. I, I wore it anyway. And yeah. now, I never, when I was still in school, I had not made it to the fairgrounds yet. But, um, but I, pretty quickly after that, because see, my graduating class was 19. 92 so i was at the fairgrounds in early 1993 so i could see where people that went to school with me can kind of you know put those two together there that yeah was still in school or whatever but uh no it was it was a little bit after that because i see i actually quit school and i mean it was my junior year so i guess 91 or something like that okay and, uh i do have a gd however i didn't get right good enough like yeah 30 something but right I got it. It counts. Uh, I didn't need it uh, at the time. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, man, that's the Road Warrior shirt. I drew it. It was uh, the picture of them on the front of um, the Pro Wrestling Illustrated Hawk. They, or one of them had the gloves on with the little tassels on it. Oh, okay. You know what picture I'm talking about. And it's got yes. Weird lighting or whatever. But, yes, uh, yes. Yeah, so that was the picture that I drew, and I would wear that, you know, a little bit. And like I said, it was, it was okay. Um, I have no idea where that shirt is. It's probably gone, gone, gone by now. Right, right. But, uh, I mean, I know it is, but uh, <laughs> where it ended up, maybe in a landfill, I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, probably threadbare now anyway. But do yeah. you have any? Is there any pictures of it at all? Or I doubt it, man. Yeah. I, I don't have. I don't even have hardly any pictures from my childhood and stuff. The way stuff went down when um, my my mom and Pete's house was cleaned out, I just didn't. Uh, uh, things were not given to me. So, Man. just how it how it goes on now, and I don't have hardly. Yeah. Yeah, so I know, let, let's tell a little bit of this story here. So I do know, if I could tell your story here real quick, since Jason <laughs> asked me, you know, instead of you, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so you basically, you talk to Rick and, and Gypsy, and you, you basically have to talk your mom and talk, say, hey, you know, and Pete's like not wanting to let you in the business. Right. And you're talking to Rick, and you're like, hey, can you get me with Gypsy? Am I telling it right here, basically? Uh, pretty story? much, man. I mean, I didn't know who really we were going. I don't know if I knew who we were going. Yeah, I guess I did know who we were going to see. Sure. But I, I don't know that I really even knew much about Joe. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, again, it was just a thing where, where Rick set it up, I believe, and, uh, you know, uh, took me with him and Pete. I mean, Pete was the one that I really had to convince and sure, uh, so sure. met them out there and, you know, we get there and there's Joe and he just starts showing us stuff. And, you know, Rick had already been training with him a little while. And, you know, I, again, I never gave Rick a dime and I never gave Joe a dime. So, yeah. 
it was kind of just a thing where I was kind of tagging along with them to work out and train with Joe. And that was the person in the ring that was an experienced wrestler that had the credentials to train somebody. So yeah. when people say, who trained you? Fuck. I got in the ring with Gypsy Joe the first time I got into a fucking ring. So right, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, and I, I wasn't even trying to take it down that road, Wolfie. But I appreciate <laughs> that you did. Yeah, but no. Rick, Rick was responsible for bringing me to, uh, you know, that to hooking it up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. He he uh, broke me in. We'll say, you know, sure. The, the, uh, had the experience in the ring was Gypsy Joe. Sure. Yeah. Love you, yeah. Rick. <laughs> I love Wolfie. He don't love me. Yes, I do. <laughs> and the saga continues. Anyway, yeah. All right. Well, that. thank you, Jason, for the question. Thank you, Wolfie, for that answer. So the next question is Brad Freeland, and he says, this is funny. I, I, I think I understood it after I read it about 10 times. So it says, if a guy is spending more time fixing his tights than <laughs> selling, at what point – do the live round start? <laughs> so he's saying if somebody's doing that while you're, uh, you know, when a guy like maybe gets a wedge, yeah. you know, like yeah, Lex I mean, Luger, always- you, you got to, I mean, I know what he's saying. And there are times when you think now's not the time to do that, you know? Right. Like, right. You know, unless your balls are hanging out or something, uh, you, you know, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> you're really right. supposed to be selling hard. You, you might not want to make those adjustments at that moment, but uh, I can relate because there was um, like when I was doing slash and I was wearing those uh, shin guards, I eventually ended up having the tape. Cause you know, they hook, uh, they go around and they hook, right? Yeah. Well, sometimes that hook would come undone. And so I, I eventually started uh, like uh, taping them with electrical tape so they wouldn't come off, but yeah, those motherfuckers would come undone. And I mean, I'd have to, fix it you know yeah. or the motherfuckers were coming off <laughs> right yeah and they were like catcher that pretty shin quick. Guards, right yeah they, yeah so those are like easy to take off almost anyway you know they're oh, yeah. kind of a pain in the butt you know right. so right. yeah i could see but, that yeah man there's sometimes you know it is the wrong moment but sometimes you just got to make some adjustments <laughs> right it's so funny, like, and please don't ever think of me as looking at Lex Luger, but Lex Luger used to always get that daggone wedgie, man, and like, it would be like <laughs> cool, half yeah. a butt cheek sticking out, and he would be like, you know, like walking around flexing, and then he would do the little pick it out, you know, it's yeah. like, oh, man. So, you know, I did actually, uh, because I didn't make an adjustment, actually hurt my knee pretty good one time, oh. uh, I was, uh, my knee pad had slid down. Um, to where it was like just the, the top of my knee pad was just under my kneecap, right? Yeah. So I go to the second rope and do do a, a forearm drop. Uh, I think it was on Doug Gilbert, actually. Huh. And so I'm landing on my knees and dropping the forearm across the, the head, neck area, whatever. And when I landed that where the knee pad was down that low, it caused my thigh to kind of slide forward and my shin to push the opposite way right so it, it like sprained my knee like really bad you know? yeah yeah so i should have pulled my fucking knee pad up and i didn't <laughs> yeah 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 no kidding man that's horrible bro i'm sorry to hear that jeez yeah man well you know they live and you learn right at least yeah you know, now that your knees 
didn't you have a knee surgery anyway? Yeah, so, yeah. Actually, um, though, I think it was the other knee. It's hard to remember which side I did what to half the time, but uh, I think it was the other one. And now this knee um, uh, needs some work, I believe. So good lord. <laughs> Anybody got any knees out there? Seriously, knees. You need a secondhand knee. This stuff's getting too expensive, y'all. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, I just, it's just a funny question, I think, is like, I can see sometimes, especially when the guy's like laying down on the ground and he's supposed to be selling and he's like adjusting his balls and his tights yeah. and stuff. Anyway, pick your, yeah. pick your spots, I guess. Pick your spots. All right. So the next question and final one for the Boris Zukov episode. And so this one is Mac A. Ronan on Instagram, and he says, I really enjoyed the top 10 OMG moments show. It made me think of a quick question for Ask Wolfie. What are Wolfie and Jimmy's top three favorite movies of all time? Thank you, guys. Love the show. Okay. I'm not sure how that relates. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? But hey. Where'd you Dude, from homie i mean who knows but i appreciate that he asked you know i do too i really do because <laughs> i mean he, man you know, this is one of those questions it's so hard for me i watch shit and i forget yeah what I'm saying or forget if yeah. i watch it yeah but man just uh i know the fucking terminator one is one of my favorite movies oh, ever so and good. so that's up there yeah um man i really like just off the top of my head um I really like the, the Avengers. Um, I yeah. like all the Marvel stuff, but I guess, you know, you would say that uh, the the first one or maybe even Iron Man, you know, that was the first yeah. one where it was yeah. like, this is some cool shit. I'm glad they're finally fucking right. giving right. this shit some uh, props and, and making it good. And it's not just yeah. cartoons anymore. And yeah. Yeah, all that shit. I always love comics and all that stuff. And uh, let's see. Um, I guess I would have to go with uh, Empire Strikes Back. Oh, yeah, dude. Great, great movie. I love it. Those are all three great. Now, you're wrong, however, because these are my th <laughs> No, I'm serious. I'm going to say my three. So, my number one is Goodfellas. I love that movie. Martin Scorsese, Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci, you know, just all the greatness of that and that story, how it was partially real, and then there were some fabrications. But Goodfellas, love that movie. It's one of those movies that if it's on, I'm pretty much going to stop and watch whatever part of it it's on. So, my second favorite is True Romance. This is the, one of the movies that Quentin Tarantino wrote. It's got Christian Slater, Patricia Arquette in it. Great movie, ensemble cast. If you haven't watched it, go watch it. It came out technically like in the 93, 94 time frame. It was kind of like right around Pulp Fiction. And because mm -hmm. Quentin Tarantino wrote it, it does give you that vibe of, of a little bit like Tarantino style stuff. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's amazing. Yeah. Number three, and this one is my... This one could be my number one at all times is Predator. I love that mm -hmm. movie. That ensemble cast, Arnold, Jesse yeah. the Body, Carl Weathers, dude. Oh, see, that's a, that's one I forgot, too. That's uh, I know we said top three, but Conan the Barbarian. Oh, bro. Yeah. Very yeah. influential in so much. Like, I, I just that whole genre of... Uh, the uh, the muscles and it, it made me want to draw those things and barbarians and and all that kind of stuff, man. And and actually made me want to work out more. <laughs> yeah. When I was younger, you know, I, yeah, I started yeah. trying to work out when I was younger than uh, say fifteen. I was even earlier, twelve, eleven. Yeah. 
Victor Holder was right then. But uh, yeah, I like that. And, and this may make you and some of the listeners want to punch me in the face. But you said you mentioned Pulp Fiction. I've never seen Pulp Fiction. I've never really? seen Face. I've never seen Goodfellas. Now I've seen parts of some of those of all those. Okay. Yeah. But I okay. Haven't watched the whole. But there's a bunch of like classic shit that you'd be surprised that I've never seen. Well. I'm going to have to send you some Blu-rays, bro. Come on, man. (laughs) But I get it. Hey, you know, sometimes it's just like, well, maybe I'm just not going to see those movies. Yeah, but I'm not into like I it's hard for me to watch a movie twice, no matter how much. I I totally get that. Yeah, I just I was like, I already know what's going to happen. Why don't I watch it? Right. uh, I also can't get into stuff that's that's older. And because it's usually the visuals, you know, they're so outdated that it just when I watch it, I I can't watch this. I can't take it serious. You know what I mean? Okay, so you're talking about like black and white movies and stuff. Not Well, black and white for sure. But uh, yeah, it's stuff that it has any special effects. Uh, Right. I I can't. Can't. And the other That's thing right. is English dub overs. I can't do those either. Yeah, those are garbage. <laughs> I agree. I would rather read the movie, even though I don't love that. Oh, I would still yeah. rather read it than than dub it over. Yeah. But I see what you're saying. But you know, that's something that says how good Star Wars was, bro. Yeah. Like, think about that. Like, if Empire Strikes Back came on, even though you're probably not looking forward to it, you could yeah. watch it again yeah, because it's a great bit. movie. You know. Yeah. And yeah. the beauty of that is, is like that's how far ahead they were on those special effects, man. It was oh crazy. yeah, yeah. So. And that was the Star Wars, the original uh, New Hope, was the first movie I ever saw in theaters. My mom. Yeah, movie. nice. And I think we went, I think we went and seen it more than once. I'm pretty sure, um, quite a few times. So, I think Empire was my first because I was a little too young for. I don't even wasn't even born yet for the first one. Maybe so. Mm. I can't remember when that one came out. Was that 77 or something? like that yeah yeah like that anyway great movies all the way around love them but yeah empire's my favorite too but anyway i i I think you would like goodfellas true romance however (laughs) you should absolutely watch that movie absolutely yeah you may not yeah goodfellas because i i love peaky blinders uh you know stuff like i love that one you know and i know it's not the american mafia but uh it's it's still Still, yeah (laughs) crime crime family yeah Yeah. exactly you would like it but anyway well that's that's our three mac a ronin or four in wolfie d's case i thought you were gonna make me take conan you were like hold on jimmy you don't like that last one take conan (laughs) 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 i'm just kidding well anyway yeah no and i remember real quick the Uh uh Watching Conan in the uh, and and I don't is it I, I think it's Conan I, I say it that way and sure instead of Conan which is Conan O'Brien so I don't right two different I say Conan yeah yeah me too and yeah. um see I saw that in the movies with my mom and Pete and I'll never forget how awkward the moment was when he's screwing that witch <laughs> <laughs> in the cave. It was awkward, you know. <laughs> well, okay. Look, while we're talking about Conan, I got to say this: forever, the only one I'd ever seen was Destroyer. Okay, oh. with you know, it yeah. was a great movie. It had Andre the Giant in it. You didn't know he was in it, and then Wilt Chamberlain's in it and stuff. Yeah. And I loved it, but it was so campy, kind of compared oh, yeah. to Barbarian. And then I went back and watched Barbarian when I was a couple years older, and I was like, oh my god, this is heavy. <laughs> this is yeah. awesome, you know. So it was like. Hey, 
it was a cartoonish a little bit, you know, but yes, it was. Yeah. He punches that camel. Grace Jones is in it. Anyway, I think they're both great movies, but and I also thought that the Jason Momoa version was actually pretty good. Uh, dude, I know under- really yeah. good. Uh, yeah, it was underrated. I thought that was good. And I thought it fit in the line of the Arnold movies. You know what I'm saying? Like it yeah. could easily have been part of that collection. You right. Know? So there's our uh, Siskel and Ebert for the day. <laughs> oh man, dude, that's <laughs> our new job. Maybe we should just be a movie critic, you know, and <laughs> quit this wrestling stuff, man. Maybe it'll be yeah. right. since you've yeah. taken up, you're taking over the book. <laughs> yeah you will go right, in a we're, whole different direction all right wolfie watch these 15 movies yeah <laughs> <laughs> dude yeah anyway well thank you all for awesome questions happy thanksgiving yeah. go enjoy your family hope you all enjoy us giving you this special awesome episode today with boris it, so it killed on black friday Yes, which is even that a thing anymore? Is that even a I thing? I think so. I know yeah. they do it kind of like the whole month in a lot of places now to kind of yeah. Yeah. Take, the, take the crowd out of the one day, but I still think they do it in some places from what I understand. I have never in my life been out on a Black Friday. Uh, I'm trying to be convinced to do it this year. Gosh. Well, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Good luck, brother. Yeah. <laughs> Put some chokehold, put some sugars on people, you know. <laughs> All right. All right. Thank you, Wolfie D. Yeah. And now a word from our sponsor. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling. The podcast that's based on the old school, but can still help you find the good stuff from today. Jimmy Street and the Plastic Sheik, Jared, are the undisputed tag team champions of the wrestling podcast world. From thought-provoking topics, to superstar interviews, to action figure expertise. This team does it all, and all they ask is, give me back my pro wrestling! Every other Thursday, wherever you listen to podcasts. Join me, Gene Jackson, for the Jackson Interaction Podcast, where I'll be doing one-on-one interviews with people from the world of professional wrestling, as well as stand-up comedy. You can get them anywhere podcasts are available in both video and audio form, but you can find them all at GeneJacksonPod.com. That's right, it's the talk of Middle Tennessee, the channel you love to hate and the channel you hate to love. It's Brian Turner from Brian Turner's VHS Rehab. And if you're looking for matches from Wolfie D to Jerry Lawler to Dusty Rhodes and the team that put a pimp before your eyes and a goatee between your thighs, Booty Call and Athena, go to LostWrestling.com. See, I made it easy for you. Brian Turner's VHS Rehab. Booyah! So that was another great episode. Hey, Wolfie, tell them where they can find you on social media. Jimmy, they can find me in the club, bottle full of bub. I'm just kidding. Uh, they can find me on Facebook. Uh, my personal page is Warren Wolf, W-O-L-F-E. I'm on Instagram, at WarrenWolf13. You can always find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, at LiveWolfieD. Here's the thing. Wolfie always has offers for his autographed photos. He has a selection of some awesome photos from throughout his career that he will 
autograph and personalize any way that you want him to. Just contact him either directly at his personal Facebook page or through any one of our other pages, and we'll make sure you get in contact directly with Wolfie. Get those photos, right, Wolfie? Yeah, I've got some good stuff on there, you know, to help with the podcast. Folks, if you can't get out to a show to meet Wolfie D, there's nothing like that, especially for the fans of PG-13 and Wolfie D. And before we go, you can always find me, your host, Jimmy Street, at James Rock Street on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And hey, Jimmy, before we go real quick, I just want to add in there, uh, from the bottom of my heart, I really appreciate, first of all, the work you've done for this podcast. You have worked your butt off. Secondly, the people that are liking the page. Beyond that, even more, is the people that are listening. And we really appreciate that. Yeah, and remember, guys, the podcast drops a new episode every Monday at noon, and our past episodes are streaming now on demand on all major podcast formats. Thanks again. I got a cap for you, don't. He got a cap for you, don't. I got a cap for you, don't. He got a cap for you, don't. He got a cap for you, don't. And here we go. The original white boy that came out sagging, not bragging, don't be hating, cause I'm spitting the truth. Still loving it in color. Rum rush your mother, utilize a hubcap, unlike any other. Back in the day, I was NOD, and I was P to the G plus the one and the three. In case you forgot, they call me Wolfie D. Been cloned and copied so many times. Title suckers taking credit for what is mine. You know who you are without me name dropping wrestling's first white boy coming out hip-hop. Been doing it like this since 92. Played low for a while when you thought I was through. Listen real close to these rhymes that I've injected. This shit's so sick it makes your ears get infected. Bad skills, no faking, there is no one great. Cause I'm bringing more folks and over one for later. Not here to play games, so you better be right. You don't like me, so what? I really don't care. All the time I keep ticking and I can't be stopped. You second step to the side unless you want to get dropped. When I finish, I'll straighten knock you out. Please allow me to tell you what it's all about. I'm gonna wind it up. Driving it home, it's Wolfie D, baby. Huh? I got a cap for your dome. I got a cap for your dome. We got a cap for your dome. We got a cap for your dome. This has been a James Rock Street production.